The Old Testament reading for a celebration of the Nativity of our Lord comes from the prophet Isaiah, the 52nd chapter. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. The voice of your watchmen, they lift up their voice. Together they sing for joy. For eye to eye they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together in the singing, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people and has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations. And all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. This is the word of the Lord. To us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Sing to the Lord a new song. For he has done marvelous things. The epistle reading comes from the letter to the Hebrews, the first chapter. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Or again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. But of the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And you, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning, And the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. Like a robe, you will roll them up. Like a garment, they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will have no end. And this is the word of the Lord. And the Holy Gospel, which serves as the text for our sermon this morning, comes to St. John, the first chapter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about but came to bear witness about the light, the true light which enlightens everyone. 
was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Believe it or not, there was a time when I, too, was a child. And I remember the joy of Christmas and Christmas vacation. And I also remember the days after Christmas vacation, coming back to school, all the conversations that we would have with our classmates on the bus, on the schoolyard, and to the teacher's chagrin, even in class. We would compare notes on all the things that we did, all the different cookies we had, the places we maybe went to visit. But there was one question above all other questions that had everybody's attention. What did you get for Christmas? We would talk with our friends and find out what amazing joys they had received in the hopes that perhaps we could share in those joys as well. We would talk with the people that we didn't know or didn't care for as much and maybe see if they had something worth us getting to know them. We would compare notes and rejoice in all of the different gifts we had. Who got a new bike? Who got a new game system? Who got something that was going to bring us joy for so very long? And still today, many of us ask those same kind of questions. What did you get for Christmas? Because for many people, that's what Christmas is all about. It's about the presents. It's about the gifts. It's about the earthly trinkets that we exchange. Whether it be the joy of giving or the joy of receiving. We exchange gifts this Christmas time, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. These gifts bring us joy. It's a pleasure to have these things that we can play with, that we can use, that we find wonderful that we give and receive from the heart. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that because we exchange these gifts in celebration of Jesus Christ's birth. And all of the gifts that we receive, they are ultimately gifts from our Heavenly Father's hand. The fact is, though, how much joy in the long run will those earthly gifts bring you? The things that we receive this Christmas, they are good. They are fun. The fact is, they won't last. The gifts we receive, they're going to break, or they're going to be lost. No matter how great they are, at some point, they're going to wind up under the couch and forgotten about. The joy that we get in seeing our children open up a present and their faces just shining out as they realize, this is the best thing ever. Even that will fade away in about Ten minutes as they open the next gift and think, that one is the best thing ever. The toys, the gifts that we get, they bring us less joy as they turn out to not be as fun as we had hoped they were. They don't quite live up to the hype and the reviews. We realize that 
We have to buy so many more pieces to make it functional or to have the full joy. Or we realize that all the batteries we bought were C, and this one takes D cells. Christmas joy may even feel us, make us feel guilty as we realize how great of a present someone else got for us, how much thought and time they put into it, how much of their heart they poured into that gift, and how lousy and kind of second thought ours was in comparison. You see, the gifts that we get for Christmas, they're good, they're joyful, but the joy simply doesn't last As we try to find the receipt to make a return for the one that doesn't fit, the one that's not working, the one that we just don't really care for. As we try to figure out how to return the pants without breaking mom's heart and letting her know that that's not your style. As we go through all the things with our gifts, trying to pack them into cars and maybe they don't all fit. Trying to realize, you know, where in the world that missing piece has gone to. All of the gifts of Christmas are good. But in the long run, the gifts, the trinkets that we get, simply aren't good enough. So when people ask, what did you get for Christmas? You can tell them. You can give them all of the things that you got. But don't forget the gift that you really got for Christmas. Don't forget about the thing that will never break, will never disappoint, will never need anything more to it. What did you get for Christmas? Well, dear Christian, what you got for Christmas was Jesus Christ. What you got for Christmas was the fulfillment of every single promise that God had made about his Messiah. All the way back in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve first sinned, when they ate the forbidden fruit against God's will, God came to them, not in judgment and wrath as they deserved, But he came to them with a promise, a promise that he would send the Messiah, that he would send one to be born of the woman, to crush the ancient serpent's head, to destroy sin, death, and the devil for all eternity, and to restore us as his beloved children, even though we didn't deserve it. That promise was given to Adam and to Eve and to all mankind. And that promise was repeated from generation to generation as new details were added, as new elements came into play. And in the birth of Jesus Christ, every one of those promises was fulfilled. He came to be the promised Messiah. He came to be the one that people had looked forward to for so long. This tiny baby, born of the Virgin Mary, laid in the manger in Bethlehem. And he came to give you the greatest Christmas gift of all. He came to give you the forgiveness of all of your sins. You know, as the world looks so much at the gifts, even when they acknowledge Jesus Christ as the center of Christmas, so often it's done for the wrong reasons. I've heard so many songs and commercials and cards that say, Jesus is the reason for the season and he comes to give you joy. He comes to give you peace. He comes to teach you to share kindness with one another because in the end, that's all we really have. By the grace of God, that's not all that we have. By the grace of God, we have been forgiven of our sins. Jesus Christ came not just to give us emotions and feelings and an excuse to get together in winter. 
He came to give us life. He came to shed his innocent blood so that we could be forgiven. Though our sins made us red as scarlet, he has cleansed us and made us white as wool. He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. Not just by coming to tell us to forget about sin. Not by abolishing the law and saying, Hey guys, don't worry about those old stuffy rules. We've got a new way and it's so much more fun. Jesus Christ came to us in the flesh to suffer and to die. He came to pour out his innocent and eternal blood to cleanse us of all our guilt and iniquity. He came to give us true peace, true joy that will never leave us. It will never break. It will never disappoint us. It does not need anything more added to it, for he has come to fulfill God's word. He has come to be the propitiation for our sin. He has come to be the one who lays down his life in the atoning sacrifice to make you holy, innocent, and righteous in the eyes of God Almighty. As it stood, you were condemned by your sin. Sin is not just something that you did from time to time. Sin is who you are. But Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He came to suffer and to die for you. Every single sin ever committed, from that first sin in the Garden of Eden to the last blasphemy uttered when he returns again in glory, every sin was laid upon this tiny child laid in the manger. Jesus grew. He walked this earth. He faced the shame, the ridicule, the rejection of the world that he had created. And he did it all willingly. He took those sins upon himself and he carried that load to the cross. And there, in an act of love that we will never be able to understand, in the greatest gift ever given, Jesus Christ gave his eternal, immortal life so that you could be cleansed of your sin, so that you could be forgiven, so that the gates of heaven were opened for you. This is the true peace and the joy that you received at Christmas through the birth, the life, and the death of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And this is the gift that will never fade away, will never break, will never disappoint us. Yes, we will still feel the effects of sin as we walk this earth. We will feel sorrow and sadness and fear and pain. Our Christian faith is not a magic bubble that keeps all those things away and keeps a fake smile plastered on our face so we can always pretend everything is awesome. But by the blood of Jesus Christ, we know that through it all, God himself is with us, just as he promised. He came to us not just long ago and far away in Bethlehem, but to each and every one of us, he is with us always, through trial and tribulation, through joy and excitement. Whatever stage of life we may be in, our Lord and Savior is with us as he promised. He comes to us by his word to proclaim that we are forgiven of our sin. He comes to us in the waters of baptism to daily drown the old Adam within us and to raise us up to new life in him. He comes to us in the sacrament of the altar, in that same body and blood born of the Virgin Mary, that we can be partakers of his holy sacrifice and receive the full benefits of all that he has done for us. 
No matter what may happen to us, as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God is with us as he promised. He has been given to us, and he remains with us always. And because of that, we need nothing more. No matter how many or few gifts we may have, even if we receive nothing at all under the Christmas tree, by the grace of God, we have the greatest gift ever that can never be taken away from us. We have forgiveness of our sins. We have redemption of our souls. We have been snatched from the fires of hell and the clutches of Satan by the blood of Jesus Christ. He came to you to take away your guilt, to suffer and die in your place, to pay your penalty in full, and to give you not just hope, but the absolute guarantee of everlasting life in heaven through his cross and through his empty tomb. And that is a gift that we can share with the world. That is a gift that we share with all those around us, not just on Sunday mornings as we sing out his songs, but all throughout our lives. Everything that we do and think and say, being to the honor and glory of his holy name, rejoicing in that gift and sharing it with all. What did you get for Christmas? Well, you probably got some really cool stuff. You most likely got some very heartfelt gifts given to you by people who love you. And there is nothing at all wrong with that. Rejoice in these gifts. Celebrate them. Take joy in giving and receiving them from your family and friends. But as great as those gifts may be, your Heavenly Father has given you something far greater, far more valuable, far longer lasting. For Christmas you received Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. You received God himself in the flesh, the long-promised Messiah, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. You received salvation and redemption, the guarantee of everlasting life in heaven. You received Jesus Christ, who has come to take away all your guilt and all your iniquity. And by his cross alone, by his empty tomb alone, you are forgiven of every one of your sins, and eternal life in heaven is yours. Thanks be to God. Amen.